the wrestling life. Hey everybody, it's the Wrestling Life. It's episode 251. Did I call it the Wrestling Life? I think I did. Uh, new show, the Wrestling Life. Episode 251, November 21st, 2020. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, we have so much to talk about this week. And as always, so many, many things we can't talk about right here on the first and only Wrestling Life podcast. <laughs> That's right. You know, you don't have to go, I don't have to go anywhere ever. Uh, so, and I, you, you don't realize how like difficult uh, being in society is and like carrying conversations are if you haven't like talked to somebody all day and then all of a sudden you start recording a podcast and you end up saying things like the wrestling life. <laughs> Fair enough. The, the life of a uh, a hermit. <laughs> yes, that's me. Maybe you got to practice. You know, you, you got a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just practice yeah. all the conversations. <laughs> With like, pretend like he's a human boy. <laughs> he thinks he thinks he's people. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, Back uh, several days ago, uh, Drew McIntyre won the WWE title back. And uh, what are your thoughts on this? Did they have this planned all along? Was this a way to get Drew a coronation in front of 2 million people on the USA Network? Not quite 2 million people. Was this Vince changing his mind again? Is this Edge isn't ready for WrestleMania? What do you think? Yeah, I guess... That's that's the most interesting part of this is I thought that was it for Drew, at least for a bit. Um, thought we were full steam ahead on the Orton train once again. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, now they, there is a pattern in that they've done these television title changes like was like two or th- two out of the last three years or something right before Survivor Series. Yeah, they took it off Ginger, put it on AJ. I can't think of another one right now but that's well, they took right. it off aj and put it on brian oh yeah that's right good grief <laughs> yeah um so yeah that's so the last couple of years they have done stuff like this so i guess i wasn't totally shocked but um i guess i'm a little surprised because it felt like uh like a month ago triple h was doing an interview talking about how what a big deal it's going to be when Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns finally meet, even though they've wrestled like a bunch. But, you know, now that they're both like solidified as top guys up there on the shows again. Um, and then now they're just doing it on six days build. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what they do. I mean, they they went really hard with it on SmackDown last week. True. And, uh, yeah, so that, that was kind of like a big tell for me that obviously they're, they're switching my title here on Monday. Uh, didn't really mean a whole lot in terms of, uh, adding new viewers to raw, but I guess it did like the lowest first to third hour drop in a long time. So maybe there's a positive there. 
I mean, yeah, I think it shows if you if you give people a match to stick around for, um, <laughs> they'll stick around for it. Like, if there are stakes to it, and it's between two people that are presented as stars, and you say, if you stick around, you're going to get to see this match. Like, yeah, it turns out people will generally stay tuned for that. So SmackDown is uh, still very much the A show right now with the Roman Reigns stuff going on. And um, Survivor Series, a bunch of champion versus champion matches that don't mean anything. Yeah, that's this is our, our now yearly uh, Survivor Series thing. They don't even get a big trophy like they did when they did the bragging rights <laughs> show for a couple of years. <laughs> that's right. The prestigious bragging rights cup. That's right. Um, my, I mean, we talk. I feel like we talk about this every year when they do Raw versus SmackDown on Survivor Series. But it's like just wait a month to do the draft, and then and say like the winning Survivor Series show, whoever wins more matches or whatever, gets an extra draft pick or several extra draft picks or something like. Like at least then there would be something, right? Yes. Yes. So. That would require, you know, an ounce of forethought. And they just, I don't know, they like having the draft for the quote-unquote season premiere of their shows. I guess. <laughs> I don't The season that never ends. Or, uh, you do it like, uh, like remember when MLB had the, where the all-star game winner would get the home field advantage, extra games worth of home field advantage in the World Series. Say that yes. the winning brand gets the main, the final match on WrestleMania. Like, something. Sure. Just literally anything. Like, it's fake. You can do whatever you want. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's perfect. I like that. You get to stick around for the entire seven hours of WrestleMania and watch this brand's champion wrestle last. Exactly. That's that is of equal value, I think, to a fan as which team got the fourth game in the World Series. Sure. All right. So we're recording this as SmackDown on Friday night. So they still have to add one guy to the SmackDown team, two women to the SmackDown women's team. Um, the champion versus champion matches are set. Lashley versus Sami Zayn, which, honest to God, Michael Cole is selling as a renewal of a rivalry. Remember when Sami Zayn did the uh, brought uh, grown muscular black men out in dresses and called them Bobby Lashley's sisters? The comedy <laughs> being that men wore dresses. And then he got pinned with a vertical suplex. I sure do. I will remember that for the rest of my life. Like You say WWE doesn't tell compelling stories stories anymore but i'll remember the terrible build to that match and then that it ended <laughs> with a vertical reflex and a clean pin <laughs> um the the new day are wrestling mystery profits and i swear to set this match up they had the new day beat the hurt business on raw on monday because all of the african-american wrestlers have to face each other yeah, that's the well. They can yeah, they can team with each other. Or they can feud with each other. Those are the rules, because this is 1982 and Bill Watts is booking the territory. I guess. 
Like, if there were a compelling reason why the New Day should be feuding with the Hurt Business and it's just, it happened to be all African-American guys, fine. But really, the the show is just coming off as segregated. I was going to say, well, who have the Hurt Business's feuds been with since, say, Apollo? uh, Ricochet? They were beating up Cedric every week before Cedric joined them. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm. They were they were facing Ali, but now he's in a separate thing. Um, hmm. Oh, I guess I'm just I'm just waiting to see the Hurt Business like take a fight with Mojo Raleigh or somebody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's not a lot of depth on any of these shows, but still, you know. Alrighty. Um. Asuka's wrestling Sasha Banks. We saw it all summer. It was good. It'll still be good. And uh, Drew and Roman, which uh, I feel like they did on Raw like four times two and a half years ago. No one will remember it. They wrestled at WrestleMania like two years ago. Oh, they did. Oh, my gosh. That was Roman's first opponent after his big cancer comeback. That's right. How could I forget that unforgettable nine-hour WrestleMania? Yeah, <laughs> where people p- were polite enough to wait for Becky's coronation at the end, even though they all wanted to leave after Kofi won. <laughs> yes. And then there's a dual brand battle royal on the pre-show. God knows why. You know, just a bunch of colored shirts in a ring together. That's always fun. Hoping we get the spot where a guy rips off one shirt to reveal the other shirt underneath. That's, that's <laughs> always a favorite of mine in, in brand battle royals. Um, and then, yeah, the the team the team matches where I think Lana's going to be the sole survivor on the on the women's team uh, because we have to have a happy ending for her chronicle. <laughs> Actually, the chronicle might be airing before Survivor Series, so I think if the happy ending of that special might be her being put through a table for the fifteenth week or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see that. I don't. I don't see that. <laughs> I think they're just going to keep beating her until they forget about her. Very possible. Speaking <laughs> of just beating someone and forgetting about them, remember uh, last month when Tucker turned on Otis, and then <laughs> yes. they went to separate brands, and then Tucker's been on like main event, losing to Ricochet. Yes. And Otis, I don't believe, has addressed it. <laughs> no. And uh, his big spot on SmackDown was uh eating food and catering yeah uh, which you know probably a good good preview of what otis will be doing at, at smackdown for the next few months i guess i think i think the bloom is off the rose now they they moved his his one rival the miz <laughs> away from him they broke up his tag team and they moved his his lady friend away from him so i think i think we're done with otis now the summer of otis is over yeah, it was a good run. Yeah, he's like he he did his best, you know. Yeah, <laughs> a wacky, entertaining guy. But like, what more could he? You know, it goes to the mythical brass ring thing. It's like, what more could that guy have done? Like, <laughs> they put him in the spot. He delivered in the spot. I mean, he's not Luthez in the ring, but he did absolutely any and everything that you could have possibly asked for him. And he probably got COVID by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, 
you know, people, I think he did this, they did the soap opera stuff with him. He got his big happy. And I think it would, it maybe things would be slightly different if they had gotten to do that Mandy thing in front of crowds. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe the fans would have got like really gotten behind him, but yeah, I don't know. The se- it was one of those things where he got the briefcase and like the second he got it immediately people, People were like, well, when's, when's, when are they going to take it off of him? No one was ever for one second <laughs> thinking, or, you know, he's going to cash it in for a ham sandwich or something. Like, he's not <laughs> right. traded for a skateboard. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, it's All not right. his fault. He did, he did what was asked of him, and he did, did it well. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Such is life. The other big thing on Survivor Series is the Undertaker, the Undertakers, the Undertaker's final farewell. Is the Fiend going to show up and be spooky to him? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. He's on Undertaker's on TikTok. Ugh. He's got he's got merch with his face and Snoop Dogg's face on it. I don't understand the connection there. I, I don't understand any of you. Remember, like, the 90s when there would be, like, it would be, like, Tweety Birds painted, yes. like, Sting for some reason? And yeah. you're like, who is this for? Who <laughs> wants this? Somebody will buy it. <laughs> I don't know who, but somebody's going to buy it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who, who's going to buy <laughs> Unless you ever you see that headline about the in like uh, 2019 where there was a guy who painted painted a like eyeliner on and looked like a fat Undertaker and mm-hmm. he got ar- he got arrested in a Florida bar for trying to tombstone the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> like I think that's the one guy who who would buy the Undertaker Snoop Dogg merch. Seems about right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't, it's not, although unlike, you know, you could at least say that, like, a Looney Tunes crossover would be centered to children who watch wrestling or something, yeah. whereas I don't know, I don't know, like, I don't think of Snoop Dogg, legend as he may be, like, he's, like, he's on game shows, like, he's just a guy, he's around now, he does commercials and stuff, so I don't, yeah. it doesn't feel like it's this, like, big monumental pop culture get for WWE. <laughs> like, yeah, just just doing a thing. Yeah. I wonder very... hmm? I was gonna say I wonder if uh Undertaker's ever listened to the lyrics of any of Snoop's uh, songs. I think they might have uh, differing opinions on uh police officers and maybe some other things. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. We know that Undertaker Loves the police, and he loves the troops. He does. He does. It's brave, you know. Not everyone, not everyone's willing to say how much they love the troops. But uh, you know, Mark Calloway, he's not afraid of that man. That's right. Cool, good dad, eating hot wings, doing photo shoots with his wife. Just a cool, regular dude. Oh, and you can pay a thousand dollars to get a. Cameo from him. WWE has partnered with Cameo. What a cool idea. Yep. 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 A week after uh, Zelina Vega got fired for uh, setting up an OnlyFans, I guess. I guess. Uh, 
WWE and The Undertaker are partnering on $1,000 cameos. Sure. I mean, this is this is what it's going to be. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I just want him to get a Twitch channel now, too, just to really, really twist the knife. Yeah. I hear The Undertaker say poggers. I, I have no idea what that means. That's um, fine. I barely do either, but, you know. It's, right. a gamer, it's a gamer word, and I don't think it's a slur. <laughs> I hope not, because I'm not editing, editing it out. It's not. It means, like, cool. Awesome. Uh, Zelina Vega, we didn't talk about last week, because we didn't do a show last week. Uh, Zelina Vega got released. She tweeted in support of unions. I feel like unions in pro wrestling is a subject that you as the uh, socialist, uh, democratic socialist, uh, might have some thoughts on. I mean, yeah, I think if you look at any other major organization, um, whether that be the film industry, whether you look at sports leagues, uh, whether it's a straight-up union or a players association or something, yes, unions are not perfect. Not everything is going to work out. There's going to be times when maybe you you have to go on strike when you're happy with your pay. Uh, or if you're not making a lot of money and those union dues come up, you're going to feel a little bit stressed by it. But it's generally a good thing to have someone with bargaining power negotiating on your behalf when it comes to your contracts, when it comes to what you can do outside of your, your especially if you're classified as an independent contractor, what you are and aren't allowed to do. <laughs> With your with your free time, um, as far as other monetary ventures, it would generally be good. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying there are no issues or that you know SAG will fix every problem with WWE or its pay structure or, or the way it treats its talents or any other organization was. But that that to me is like the long and short of it. It's just like having a a body behind you a, an organizational body behind you that is there to negotiate with you beyond an agent or a lawyer or whatever you that can't be underestimated when you're dealing with a billion dollar corporation on the other side all right i think the question is how far would this trickle down would this affect the other major wrestling company that's on basic cable yeah, I mean, I think that's a really interesting question because, yeah, I would assume it would have to be an industry-wide thing because that's if it it wouldn't really make sense it, it, to me if it's it is if if you have television, if you have televised wrestling, your wrestlers can be in let's say SAG because obviously that's the one that like got some attention out of this event. Um, is it yeah? If you have a televised wrestling show, are are those wrestlers automatically allowed or only allowed to be on the television if they are union? That could, I mean, this could be a, this, it would be a giant game changer, not just for WWE. That's absolutely true. If, because I, I can't imagine if something like that happened, that it could just be applied to do, only WWE's uh, roster. Speaking of AEW, they're building to a big show on December 2nd where Omega's going to wrestle Moxley for the title. Uh, congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Moxley, by the way. 
that the most Moxley thing ever to casually announce your wife's pregnancy in a wrestling promo? Yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty wild. I'm sure Jericho's upset he didn't do it on a podcast with him. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was very nonchalant. To I didn't watch uh, Dynamite Live this week, and I just happened to open up Twitter and saw a bunch of like, congrats, Renee, tweet from AEW people, from WWE people. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And then come to find out that the quote-unquote announcement was made uh, was made in a promo. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I actually watched the show. And it's just like, yeah, it's like the second line of his like three-minute sit-down promo <laughs> that he does. It's like, hey, I got a pregnant wife at home. And then he just keeps going talking about wrestling stuff. It's like, <laughs> wow, that's... It's pretty, yeah. That's that's a very John Moxley way of of going about announcing that you're going to be a father for the first time. Yeah, uh, I thought I think the last two dynamites have been pretty meh. Uh, they didn't get like a viewership bump from their pay per view. I don't know why you would necessarily. It's not like it's immediate. Like Raw is immediately after the day after a pay per view. It's like four days later. So I think. I, I don't ever expect a pay-per-view bump for Dynamite, mm-hmm. but I guess the the, uh, the audience was more interested in watching wrestling than, than cable news this week. Dynamite was like seventh for the night on cable in the uh, 1849. So despite what I think has been a string of meh shows, Dynamite did well this week, NXT did not. Yeah, and it's interesting because NXT put on like a pretty what I thought was a pretty decent show. Like at least from a content standpoint, you had a big main event of Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. Uh, Io at least has done good numbers in her title defenses, at least over the summer. And yes, she was for some of those wrestling people from the main roster, um, which I'm sure bolstered that number even a little bit more than it are, than it otherwise would have. But yeah, NXT did a pretty bad number and yeah, I didn't think the AEW show was spectacular, but I think they did a good amount of storyline advancement with obviously with with Will Hobbs joining Team Taz, and they haven't really set up. I think based on Don Callis being at the last uh, the AEW show and the last two matches, the Bucks have done the Motor City Machine Guns finisher in it. I think we're getting a Bucks versus Machine Guns match sometime soon. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know, by the way, that Callis was at the show this week. Was he? I was talking about the pay-per-view. Oh, okay, the pay-per-view. All right. I mean, it's it's possible, sure. I mean, I... I mean, it could just be them messing around, but they also had Top Flight also mentioned them in their little promo, and Excalibur was talking about them during the match, and then the Bucks did their finish in the, in the match. They also did it in the ftr match so i'm just saying they might be they might be playing with something there it could just be a shout out because they're longtime friends and rivals and whatever but considering they appear to have a decent relationship with the guy running impact uh yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if they do if they work out some kind some kind of deal with the bucks and the machine guns all right that's cool I'm reading the uh, SmackDown live results as the uh, as we're recording here. Uh, the New Day, who just had their farewell match on SmackDown, uh, appeared on Monday night. On uh, on yeah, appeared on SmackDown tonight. They had their so. farewell match, and now they're now they're back. That's yeah. that's wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, it's one of those things where it's like, why 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 are we why are we doing a brand split? Like, we don't want to, and we just we don't do it when we don't feel like it. So. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why we 
we keep doing it other than that unless one of the networks is like demanding it because, and even then clearly they're not that strict about it because they just let you know raw guys are on smackdown all the time smackdown guys are on raw all the time like it's fine so like why 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 are we doing it yeah i don't have a good answer for you i do not it's it's one of those things we've been talking about it for like five years now but it's a really good idea in theory that has failed in practice for 18 years and they continue to do it <laughs> like, what, what are we doing okay let's see here new japan is ruining my life with a two tournaments going on at once double the fun <laughs> Double the amount of days a week that I am staying up until like eight in the morning. It's great. <laughs> so we got Super Juniors, which is usually my favorite tournament of the year. But to be honest, I have not watched any of yet. Um, we'll hopefully get to check, catch up on some of it this weekend. But and then we also have the Tag League. Everyone's the, the true ace tournament of uh, of New Japan's <laughs> calendar year. The December World Tag League. Yeah. Yeah, the, the uh, famously the Briscoes, the only, you know, major thing that I'm a fan of that the Briscoes have ever done was uh, <laughs> them cutting a promo once in Ring of Honor calling World Tag League the most boringest tournament ever. <laughs> <laughs> accurate. Pretty accurate. It, it is. So the Tag League sucks. Uh, the best of the Super Juniors lineup was pretty underwhelming. Apparently, Friday morning show is good, and uh, maybe the one to check out if you haven't been checking stuff out uh, from that tournament. Noted. Uh, but it's a bunch of guys at like two and one. In the in, in that one, it's like five guys are tied at, or at least five guys are tied at two and one. Uh, so <laughs> no, like no real clear. I mean, the fact that Hiromu Takahashi is main eventing like six of the seven shows that are standalone best of the Super Junior shows tells you, one, boy, there's not a whole lot of depth in this tournament. And two, well, he's probably winning the thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, who else? Who else? Who else they got, really, if if not him to build around? Cause now, now that they've is, Sh is Shingo in the tournament? Or is he nah. officially? He's a nah. big boy now. He's he's a grown ass man now. I mean that's he's great because he's awesome. But yeah, he's in the World Tag League tournament. Uh, I'm glad his his talents are being uh, utilized correctly. <laughs> yeah, he's teaming with Sonata. For okay, so we're just we're not done with Sonata as a tag guy. We're apparently not. His his coronation still yet to come. And Evil is teaming with Yujiro Takahashi. <laughs> Just a slight step down from the <laughs> double IWGP and Intercontinental Champions. I don't know, man. Like, obviously, their hand has been forced uh, due to travel restrictions and COVID and all that all year. But obviously, the guys they're pushing are guys that have been there for a while. And if Hiromu isn't winning Best of the Super Juniors, then it's probably going to be a, another veteran like Desperado or Bushi or somebody who's been there for a while. And it's just like, 
it's time to get them one under their belt because mm-hmm. because we want Hiromu to chase. I mean, that's the only explanation. But yeah, this not having Shingo in that division, not having Osprey in that division, not being able to bring in like uh, Ryu Lee or Caristico or Bandito or guys like that really hurt them this year. For sure. I mean, yeah, that's that's always like the the most fun I had with that tournament was seeing, you know, the 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 what crazy stuff that like uh that like Takahashi was going to was going to try with the luchadors and stuff. Like what insane stuff that those guys were going to do together. So, yeah, it's Yeah, it's uh, like, I, like I said, I'm not I'm not I'm sure there's still good stuff to be found. Like I said, I am going to try to catch up on some of it this weekend. But yeah, it's it's like I said, it's usually like I prefer Super Juniors usually gets me more excited than even the G1 does. And this year, obviously, and and you understand why, but it's it's just, man, that's it's kind of a bummer. Maybe we could have just not done a tournament if we only have a few guys and there's only one clear like big star in it. Unfortunately, their business model is stuck in 1972, and <laughs> they need house shows, so that's why they run a million shows, because they need the live gate. Fair, fair enough. I mean, <laughs> who am I? Who am yeah. I to judge? But yeah, that's, it does result in a more lackluster... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Deal. Yeah. One other uh, note from the Best of the Super Juniors that kind of dovetails into Wrestle Kingdom, which I guess... Uh, we have two nights of the rest of uh, Tokyo Dome again, January fourth and January fifth. So on night one, uh, Hiromu Takahashi wrestled Taiji Shimori, the who's the current junior heavyweight champion, mm-hmm. and they did a uh, Ishimori pile drive Hiromu on the apron. <laughs> he just did a pile driver on the apron, and um. I'm not sure if if you go back and watch this, there's a there's a really loud snapping sound, and it's either from Hiromu's head hitting the apron or from Ishimori's butt hitting the apron. I'm not sure which hit first, but boy, can we not do pile drivers on the apron anymore? And in a related note, Kota Ibushi is wrestling Tetsuya Naito on night one of the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> so they did this. I. I forget if we even touched on this, if we if it had happened yet during our last show, but yes. So Bushi wins G1 for the second straight year. Jay White beats him for the briefcase. And for whatever reason, they announced that he's wrestling on night two. Right. So Naito's like, well, I'll just give Ibushi a title shot on night one then. <laughs> Instead of doing what I would think would make sense, which is you do a Naito and Jay White on night one, and then you have Abushi versus whoever, Evil, Kenta, any of those guys, with the winner getting the shot the next night at whoever the champion is. Basically, what they did this past year with, uh, you know, with with uh, with Naito and versus Jay White and Abushi versus Okada, right? Um, and then, but they're not doing that. So instead, Abushi. She's a loser who's like got a charity title shot from night because Naito's a nice guy now. Yes, he's a good family man now. Yes, he's a family guy. Yeah the the other way the way that I thought they were going to go with this was mm-hmm. 
Kenta beat Naito in the G1 uh, to knock Naito out of the G1. So I thought, well, Kenta gets the shot on night one. And then because White cheated to beat Ibushi to uh, win the briefcase, he Mm -hmm. pinned him with his feet on the ropes. Well, then Ibushi and White just have another match for the briefcase on night one. And Naito Naito wrestles Kenta on night one. And then on night two, you could do Naito and Ibushi. Yeah, it makes sense, especially if you think about it. Last year's Wrestle Kingdom ended with Kenta laying out Naito, so that's like a nice little full circle thing there. But they didn't do that. Not only did they not do that, they called a press... They Not only did they not announce the match at the end of their big show, they then called a press conference the next day to announce nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Where Naito said, I want to wrestle Ibushi, but they didn't announce the match. And then they just announced the match the following day online. What? That's some, that's some classic stuff right there. That's, 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 that's like some WWE stuff where like they shoot the angle, but they don't announce the match. And then they just tweet it out. Oh, by the way, this is also happening. Yes. <laughs> Except it's like the main event of the WrestleMania. <laughs> right. Right, that generally would not happen with something that important. This is like, that's how you announce, like, you know, Otis versus John Morrison on the pre-show or something. It's right. not generally announced. Right. You're the main event of, of one of the, you know, night one of your biggest show of the year. Right. Well, nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody learns any lessons. Nobody has any quality control. Okay. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to discuss now that we've uh, buried every major wrestling company? <laughs> um, I just want to say that uh, AEW's event coming up is called Winter is Coming. And there's a note that they like officially licensed that from Warner Media because it's a Game of Thrones thing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just hoping that we get more of that next year. Uh, I, I'm hoping that there's a show called AEW Batman Returns next year. <laughs> All right, I popped for that. <laughs> I think it would be good. I think it would be a good time. AEW Batman <laughs> Return. Yeah, I mean, we can work, we can work out why it's called that later, but you know, just you know, let's start with the name and work backwards. Well, I think we found the name for this episode, and it's <laughs> Batman Returns. There you go. All right, everybody. Well, next week's the big Thanksgiving spectacular. Oh, yeah. So, until then, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. We'll be back next week with more stories from the wrestling life. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Now, here are this week's bonus features. Yeah, so I can see out of both eyes today, so that's good. Good. Always generally a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Okie dokie. Um, regular show first.
Yeah. Okay. I don't know what number it is, of course. I mean, yeah. I <laughs> I mean, why would I? Why would I be prepared at all? Yeah. Uh, let me click on your Twitter account. 230? 240? 251. 251. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to keep on keeping on.